Hey, today on Jesus, Sex, and Politics, we got a great show lined up for you. We're bringing in a real honest journalist to the show. His name is Clifton French. He runs a organization called Real News, and you're not going to want to miss it because this will give you hope that there are actually media people and journalists out there really telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Don't miss this episode. Share it. Tell your friends and family. Give it to your liberal aunt who does not like the truth because we know that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and we want freedom for everyone so let's dive in here we go hey welcome to the jesus sex and politics podcast i'm micah nathan is not here today so it's just me and we're going to talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about so I've got a, a guest on the phone with me right now. He's a friend of mine. He's doing some great work up in the northern part of the great state of Indiana, but it's really spreading all over the great state of Indiana and beyond. Uh, he is the uh, editor of Real News Missiana. I think I said that right. His name is Clifton yeah. French. Clifton, how are you, brother? I'm doing fantastic, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, hey, why don't you, real quick, just tell us a little bit about your organization and what you do, and then we're going to dive into kind of the, the issues of the day and what you're doing to stand for uh, liberty and truth in our culture. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a journalist by trade. Um, that's what I've done for my uh, entire adult professional career. Um, I worked in large and small markets. I moved to northern Indiana to um, help take care of family. Um, but before that, I was in, and that move was in 2018, before that, I was in Tampa um, working for ABC there with a beat covering the FBI, ATF, Department of Homeland Security, SOCOM, CENTCOM, I was going to Gitmo covering Guantanamo Bay. Um, you know, I was covering the, the big stories, uh, national stories uh, across the state, um, the Pulse nightclub shooting, I was landfall crew for Hurricane Irma. Um, you know, big, big, big stories. I covered some of the Trayvon Martin uh, stuff. Um, that was, you know, that that whole story lasted uh, for several, several years. Um, and then moved up here. I had a little boy with Down syndrome. Uh, schools and services just weren't great for him. So I moved to South in Indiana for the Penn Harris Madison School District and Indiana Services. Um, took a massive pay cut and just uh, started up here. Um, stayed in Legacy Media. And thinking, hey, I'm a big fish, uh, small pond. There's no way that they're going to, to you know, censor or change my story, right? I'm going to be, I'm going to be in charge. And I was way wrong. <laughs> I had stories, I had stories being censored left and right, um, particularly about Mayor Pete Buttigieg um, in 2019, you know, during his presidential bid. Um, and I got sick of it. Uh, I went into the newsroom one night at midnight after a story about Mayor Pete got, got killed or was, was in the process of being killed. Um, I walked into the newsroom at midnight, um, emptied my desk and submitted my resignation letter. Uh, got out of business completely. And then, you know, that journalism bug started, started you know, itching. And so I started my own, my own, uh, my own news outlet to, to tell the truth. That's it. It's amazing. Well, and and that that's real news, Michiana, correct? Real news, Michiana, um, up here. Yep. So my whole focus is is being hyper local. 
you have you have national outlets that are concerned. You know, this is a conservative news outlet, um, but it's run by journalists. And I'm, I'm an award-winning journalist. I've won Murrow's, APs, multiple Emmy nods, um, and and you know, I, I will tell you, I am the most credentialed journalist in the state of Indiana. Um, in, in Michigan too, right? Because we cover parts of Michigan up here, and uh, conservative stories are simply ignored, um, or things are changed to have a, a, a liberal twist, a leftist twist. So I, I started a conservative news outlet that it, I'm not reporting stuff because, um, or I'm not changing facts. I'm not doing anything like that. What I am doing is just reporting stories that conservatives care about, um, and that expose the, the, the evil and the uh, corruption um, of the left, including um, the left infiltrating, you know, Republican circles with a bunch of rhinos. That's good. I, I love that, man. It, you, you and I were talking yesterday a little bit. You were down here for an event uh, a few days ago, and we were talking after that uh, on the phone. And you're just you're you're basically saying the left knows how to push a narrative, and they they will fund the pushing of that narrative better than mm-hmm. any any other group in the in the world does. And and conservatives and people really not even conservatives, just people of of truth don't do a very good job of funding and pushing out the the counter narrative or the true narrative to counter what the left is doing. And so you just have a heart to say, this is how they use their tools of their trade to push their, their deception. We're going to take those same tools, but we're going to throw it right back at them and push the truth. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's hard for us as conservatives and people of peace. I would say we don't go looking for fights. The fight has come to us. We don't, we don't necessarily like to, to stoop to their level per se, but you're saying, hey, we, it's about time we do that. And you're, you're taking their tactics and going at them, uh, right back at them. And they don't know what to do when that happens. And you're seeing some great success there. But tell us a little bit about that, that strategy, because I think that's something that we as conservatives and, and even, you know, this is, a, this is a podcast that goes out to a lot of Christians. Christians have to be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. I mean, and that's the, war, that's the Bible telling us, understand the tactics of the world, know how how to use them, but do it from a place of truth and a place of innocence. And so kind of hit on that for me, because I think that's a great perspective you bring. Yeah. So I'll just put it, I will put it into, into perspective here. Um, WVTE is the NPR station uh, in, in the South Bend Elkhart region up here in Northern Indiana. Um, Democrats donate to them as their, you know, member donors um, at a clip of about, you know, eight hundred thousand to a million dollars a year. Wow! Uh, they are funding the narrative. They understand the importance of this narrative. And NPR is a is a is a leftist propaganda machine. Um, Which don't they, they get? Don't they get taxpayer money too? Yeah, they do. Uh, the, the majority of their money. So I think that, that they get up here, and I may be off on my numbers, but I think it's somewhere around two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, from you know, in taxpayer funding as well. So we, right? so we're being forced as taxpayers to pay for their indoctrination uh, propaganda machine. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and man. so, so, so it's. I mean, and it's bad. I mean, for instance, their main journalist up here, um, he was he was a Democrat candidate in 2022. He was running for for office as a Democrat. 
Um, he had quit. He was working at the South Tribune, and then he quit um, and was decided to run for uh, run for office as a Democrat. And he lost, um, and then he got hired on by NPR. Um, and it, you know, it's, <laughs> like he's, this is what he, he is a lackey for the Democrat Party, um, and he and he lies. He's just not even honest or truthful about things. Um, his name is Jeff Parrott, by the way, if you want to shame him. Um, I, I'm all about doing that. <laughs> uh, we'll get in, we'll get into the shaming, the shaming process in a second here. But <laughs> so, so yeah, so, you know, I, um, so anyway, so I, I started what I, I, I'm doing and, and it is community funded. I asked for subscribers. Um, advertisers are, you know, I do get an advertiser here or there. Um, many times they are, they are threatened. I've had several advertisers leave because the left goes after them. And I really don't think what I'm reporting, by the way, I'm just reporting truth. I'm just reporting facts. Um, no editorialization, right? And so I don't think what I'm doing is controversial. However, um, the left does. And so, you know, you have the Antifa factions, you have um, the, the leftist activists. I mean, you had the, the satanic temple was coming after me for a long time. Um, <laughs> just means you're doing something abor- right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And the, and the abortion a- a- advocates, right. Um, and, and so they attack, attack my advertisers and then the advertisers leave because they don't want to be a part of it. Um, and this happens. So, so, you know, it, it's very important for me to just be community funded. Um, if, if you care about this information actually getting out, then subscribe, open up your wallet. My subscriptions are, are, are $9 a month, 30 cents a day. And, and I don't hide any of my content because it's important for that information to get out there. Well, when people subscribe, literally all they're doing is, is supporting it. That's it. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're getting nothing extra out of it. They're just making sure that this content, that this information is getting out to the public. Which is what the Democrats have done for 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 decades at this point, and, and I, I love that because it's a grassroots way to 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 defend truth, and and I I think you know if it's when we get when we get complacent, it's usually because it's easy, right? Like we kind of get, we get lazy and I I wish it was easier sometimes, but then part of me is like, you know what, when you have to work for it, you, you really value it a lot more. And so, you know, Clifton, it is harder. It's it to do what you're doing, the grassroots perspective, changing, changing the narrative, uh, just kind of one household at a time, but boy, it, it has a lot more value and a lot more weight, uh, and and the reward is greater, in my opinion, for what you're doing. So keep it up, and um, if so, let's dive into that idea of uh, you know you said uh, shaming uh, the guy up in, uh, in that that works uh, for NPR up there. So this is a concept that I think a lot of good people don't really like to address is how to use this idea of like exposing or we'll say shaming someone else because ultimately I think people like you and I we say listen we want to believe the best in people we don't really want to crucify anyone we're not out we're not looking to destroy a life we don't we don't typically go out and cancel people I mean I think we're starting to do a better job of that now like things with like uh, Bud Light and Target and you know when they just go to that bridge too far where they're saying we want to uh, proselytize your children into uh, the demonic uh, sex cult that we want to push. Like, I think that's kind of like we say, okay, we got to do something. But why is it so hard for people on our side 
to understand the concept of using shame as a tactic in the battle that we find ourselves. Yeah, I have no idea. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, relatively new in my, in my spiritual journey, right? Um, and, and so I've, I've, been, I've been reading my Bible and, and doing all of that. But before I was, you know, I was uh, just kind of agnostic, right? It didn't really, it just didn't really care. I didn't really care about a whole lot. But, but from what I've um, been able to, to find is that, you know, Jesus tells us to call out evil, right? Um, and so I, I think that a lot of people get to this point where it's, hey, I'm, I'm turning the other cheek. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, maybe it's a religious thing. I have no idea. However, shame is a very powerful tool. Shame is an inherently uh, human trait for a reason. Um, society does not, does not operate without shame. Um, so people know that they're doing something wrong when they feel shame. And, and you know, for some reason, folks have decided that instead of feeling, feeling you know, ashamed of something, that they're going to be proud of their shameful behavior. Well, as soon as you say that they have done something, immediately they start attacking and they start trying to hide it. Um, and that's because now they, 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 they already knew what they were doing was wrong. And now uh, it's been exposed uh, further and, and it has an impact. They, they go into hiding. They, they go underground. They start apologizing or they get forced out of these positions of power. Um, it's, a, it's a big, big, big deal. It's had a major impact in, in the South End, Mishawaka area or up north. Um, I can tell you that St. Joe County is the land of Mayor Pete, right? The land of Pete Buttigieg. Um, for 160 years have been controlled uh, by Democrats. Uh, you can ask anybody up here. You can ask the, the Republican chair. You can ask any of the Republican officials uh, up here. In, in November of 2022, uh, St. Joe County went red for the very first time in 160 years, and it was because of my story. It was because of the corruption that I uncovered. Um, uh, it was story after story. I broke, my guy broke 700 stories in the past two years. Wow. There is no, there is no journalist in the country who comes close to that. That's incredible. Uh, and, and, and so, so you're, you're, you're practicing or, or living out, I should say a very, uh, basic universal truth that we, as many as believers, we, we know scripture tells us, Jesus tells us that, uh, in John eight thirty two they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. And it's a simple, it is a very simple, simple strategy. It's find out what's true, uncover it and then speak it out, and then freedom begins to flourish and prosperity happens because the truth sets people free. And so I think what I've seen over the last probably decade to two decades, especially within to uh, to the conservative Christian uh, world, people are afraid to speak out truth. They know they might know the truth, but they don't speak it out. And so here comes somebody like you. And you're, you you admitted it. You're relatively new in your faith, but man, God is using you to boldly proclaim truth and you're having a huge impact in the St. Joe County area 
even to the point where you're exposing corruption, you're removing people who are corrupt or have a wicked heart, and you're you're seeing it. Uh, you're seeing people being replaced with with hopefully people who are godly and have a godly perspective, a good heart, a heart that really is a servant leadership heart, where they say, "Listen, it's not about me; it's about what what can I do for others." And so, so I, I think what you're doing, uh, Clifton, is awesome. Uh, how is it going expanding that reach into other parts of the state? So I know you're starting to hit on some issues with uh, um, with uh, central Indiana. And even yesterday, uh, you put out a, a story on uh, there's a Fisher's Elementary principal uh, that was really going after police officers on the 4th of July and talking about how cops were racist. And that was his 4th of July post. Right here in central Indiana, in the elementary schools within Fisher's, you, you exposed that. And I would never have known. I would like, okay, we assume the best about people. I would never think you've got an idiot principal in Fisher's that uh, would think this way or be willing to even put this out publicly. But you exposed it. How's it going in getting into central Indiana or the southern part of the state? Because we need what you're doing all over the state of Indiana. Yeah, so I can tell you I, I, I had tried uh, expansion before. It's a, it's a little difficult to do when you're not in the area. Um, you, you have to build sources. So I had tried expanding a little bit into southern Indiana. Um, I actually was trying out into uh, parts of California as well. And, and you know, it, it, sources just... Uh, if you're not there, you have to have reliable sources because they, they have their fingers on the, on the pulse of the community. Um, so I have spent some time. I thought, okay, here's, I have to, before I, I jump into this, I have to develop these sources. I have to um, know that, that, that they're going to be reliable and I have to have a lot of them. Um, because after somebody, after the market starts to get to know you, then it's just organic. People are sending you tips, they're sending you emails, they're giving you phone calls, um, and and then you're able to start uncovering things. Because I can't do this without without people who know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I would not have a job if people did not have a bone to pick about something, right? So you have to find these, you just have to find these people. You have to find these, these, these people who, who know what's going on. Um, I've spent some time doing that, I had that event, like, like you spoke about, to really um, push home what was going on. Uh, former Attorney General, um, friend of mine, uh, former Attorney General and, uh, and, and gubernatorial candidate, uh, Curtis Hill, was there. Um, but, so I, I have turned what I am doing now um, into building this network so I can expand properly. I think that that's been done, and now I plan on turning daily content in central Indiana. Um, I just need to, to continue to get the tips coming in. And, and honestly, I need subscribers too. I need people to, to open up their wallets because if it's, if, if it's not getting paid for, then it's not happening. And this is what I do full time. Um, but it's, it's, it's growing. I mean, I, I have multiple, uh, Congress people who are subscribers up here, um, who support me. Um, Tavatita is a subscriber, right? Um, State and state reps, state um, state officials, uh, everybody knows that that what is who is a true conservative knows that what's happening and what I'm doing is is the way um, you know to, to keep our uh, to, to save our state, save our children, um, and and keep a conservative um, Hoosier state, you know, for for everybody here. So uh, we'll get to where people, well, real quick, where can people subscribe to you? And we'll hit it at the end of the show as well. But if someone's listening and they want to yeah. jump on and subscribe right now, where can they go? 
Yeah, so in Indianapolis, it's, it's realnewscentralindiana.com. Uh, realnewscentralindiana.com and just go to subscribe on the menu. Uh, it's really simple. Like I said, 30 cents a day. Um, and it, it, that's, that's, how I, that's how I keep going. That's amazing. So what are some of the big stories that you've, like, if you could go back, you said you've done over 700 kind of exposés and stories that have called out uh, issues going on within, uh, you know, our state and our culture. What are some of the big ones that jump out to you as, like, having the biggest impact? Uh, Give us an example of kind of, if someone subscribes to to your uh, site and they're supporting you, what can they expect to see from their, uh, you know, that they're planting the seed uh, of truth? What can they expect from some of these stories? Give us like maybe one or two examples of like things that really made a huge difference because of the work you're doing. Yeah. So you can go to realnewsmichiana.com and and read all the stuff I'm doing up here as well. Um, But I think the, if if we want to go to election, there was a story that I uncovered um, about the clerk of courts, the, the county clerk, here in St. Joe County uh, that had been held by a, a Democrat forever, for 160 years. A, a Republican never held that position. Uh, but the clerk of court here, um, there was a scandal involving these keys to get into the ballot box. Or the, not the ballot box, the, the, the absentee ballot room, the, the secured absentee ballot room. So according to state law, there are two keys. There's one for the Democrat Party and one for the Republican Party. Um, and those keys are held by officials with each party. <clears throat> and then officials from each party have to be present to open the ballot room. Well, I found out that there were apparently uh, approximately 70 uh, that the, the Democrat clerk who had been there forever, that the Democrat clerk uh, had created. Oh my she had created, <laughs> she had had all these keys created. Isn't there a, and, isn't there like a do not duplicate on the key or something like that? that we can... <laughs> I, have not, I have not physically seen the keys. But yeah, so these, these keys are floating around the county city building and, and uh, where, where this, this, the ballot room is, right? And uh, all in Democrat hands. Wow. All in Democrat hands. Wow. So I discovered that all these keys are going on. Well, then we do some FOIAs. We get some, some, some video from... Uh, from outside of the, uh, and, and the day before the primary election in, in uh, last year, there's video of the clerk 20, so 20 minutes after the close of business, there's video of the clerk going into the, into the ballot room and coming out of the ballot room and throwing away a bunch of papers. Oh, um, smokes. <laughs> so one, she wasn't supposed to be in there uh, without, without a representative from the Republican party Two, we don't know what she was throwing away. So this launches a massive state police investigation. Um, it, you know, the Republican Party ends up using this. You know, it, it took about a month for the rest of the media to pick it up because it's like, okay, now now we can't ignore it. Um, and the rest of the media picks it up. Um, this, after the police investigation, the state police investigation was was launched, um, and then it's completely changed the trajectory of the of the elections here. Uh, we had we had a the Republican clerk. Candidate one, the first one in the history of, of St. Joe County. Uh, the Republican assessor candidate one, the first one in the history of St. Joseph County. Uh, the the uh, St. Joseph County uh, Council flipped to a Republican majority for the first time in the history of St. Joseph County. Um, and the commissioners are 100% Republican. The GOP, um, everybody, 
everybody a Republican on the, wow. on the commissioners. Wow. Um, which this has never happened so uh, in the history of the county. That really begs the question then, maybe Republicans were winning a little bit more often but they were being cheated out of the wins uh, even earlier on. Because if, if you flipped it that quickly, I know probably some people said, oh, because of the corruption of the Democrats here, like or the perceived corruption of, of this county clerk, maybe I'm going to vote Republican this time. But I, that to me doesn't seem like the flip should have been that drastic that quickly. What comes into my mind is, is like, wow, St. Joe's probably been a Republican county a lot lot earlier back in the history of the county or like years back it's just have the democrats been cheating us out of the right election outcomes and that's and, and it's really hard and it's really hard to tell right so there was so much pressure put on uh onto the onto the clerk and and this election because of those law enforcement investigations that were going on um into that election but they they, they had everything had to be on the up and up um but prior elections, it, it's hard to tell what was going on. Right. Um, because you, cause you do not have one, they only made a video outside of that, that room for six months, right? So the only video I could get was the video from the, from the primary. Uh, I couldn't get video from any other election. So it, <laughs> you just have no idea, right. but, but you're exactly, but you're exactly right that, uh, I, I mean, I have a strong feeling. I don't have any proof. But I have a strong feeling that that stuff was going on. I mean, I've been told by by folks that a lot of stuff was was, was going on that was not correct. Uh, but I don't have any proof. I don't have any hard evidence. Well, um, I, th- I think that the Democrats' motto uh, recently has, and, and maybe far back as well, if you can't beat them, cheat them. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. uh, it's it, and and I think that's why, regardless of whether or not there were shenanigans happening years prior to your uncovering of this story, the, 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 the bad, the bad part about this whole scenario is that it, it causes a lot of people to have significant doubts in the integrity of our election. And rightfully so. I mean, you go all the way back to 2020 and you bring up election, election integrity and shenanigans that were happening in Philadelphia or in Arizona or in Georgia and at the up in, in Michigan, you people will say, Oh, you're just subscribing to the big lie, quote unquote, the big lie, the big lie. And, and, and regardless of if it, if there were shenanigans or not, there are a significant millions, millions of people in America that question the integrity of our election process. And and if you want to say it's just a Republican thing, it's not because go back to 2016. What were we hearing from the Democrats and the left? Oh, Russia collusion. Russia stole the election. The stolen election. Donald Trump. I mean, how many times did Hillary Clinton say Donald Trump is not was not the rightful winner of that election? Right. So so you have it on both sides. And we've got to do something to make sure that this doubt is put to rest and people have have a very good uh, uh, confidence in the election process in our in our country. So it's broken. And, and it's people like you, Clifton, that I appreciate because you're bringing light into the darkness. And we, we all know that that old saying, it says uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Right. So if we have a problem. In the election, in the election process, well, bring it into the light. Let's see what's going on. Let's find the bad actors. Let's root them out, and then people will have confidence in the elections again. But, but it's you. You now are banned on. Uh, like you, you were telling me before we record, we started this recording. You, Facebook has censored you. You can't even get out and share stuff like this because they don't want the sunlight. They want the darkness. So it's crazy. It, it, it happens. 
it happens frequently. Um, I post a story that's factual, and then it's and then I get they get dinged for bullying. Um, so I, you know, I do I I do engage in the uh, you know in in cultural. I think I think the cultural issues are all connected to all this, right? Especially within the school. Yeah. Um, and and they've had a major impact. So what I do have is I have you know a lot of the Antifa folks, um, which I believe you've dealt with before. Oh yeah. Um, they, I mean, they attack me relentlessly um, with just insanity. But, you know, one of their tactics is also just reporting all of my stuff on social media um, to, to get me removed from social media. And I'm not, I'm not even saying anything that I think is controversial. Um, but, you know, they, they see the impact. I mean, for instance, I, wrote, uh, I, was, I was doing stories on the health department here um, throughout COVID and, and a little bit after COVID. Um, and <clears throat> I, I wrote stories specifically about, you know, I would find stuff about the heads of, these, of, of all of the departments within the health department um, and, and just what their, their actions were uh, that were all really, really, really bad. And uh, all of the people who I've written have now been fired or forced out of their jobs. So there are five, five department heads in the St. Joseph County Health Department who are now gone um, because, of, because of what I've written. Uh, in schools, I've, I've written, I've had multiple teachers either quit or get fired. I had a, a, a story that went international, was picked up by the UK Daily Mail, um, and the New York Post, and it, it just went everywhere. And Dr. Phil, was even, I mean, Dr. <laughs> Phil did not say good things about me, but, um, <laughs> because I had that Clifton French in Michiana. <laughs> they, they, yeah. had, they never, they, they never mentioned me, they just called me this blogger. I'm like, okay, you can say that's Murrow, <laughs> right? Um, so they, so, but on Dr. Phil, uh, I mean, so this is, this is a story about a fifth grade teacher or a fourth grade teacher who was, uh, she had started an OnlyFans account up here and she's from here in South Bend. Um, she was having her children, her, her students call her by her poor name. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and her 10 year old, her 10 year old students call her by her porn name. Um, so I start, you know, obviously I got a tip about this. I started digging into it. Um, and then come find out she's also married to a convicted child molester. Wow. Uh, and there had been, there had been problems with the child molester coming to these schools, uh, in the past. So what is Dr. Phil in the, the legacy media? Like, how do they have a problem with you? Like, how do, when you report they, that, what do yeah, they say? What do they, they say? They, they didn't, so they just didn't mention any of those facts. They didn't mention that she was having the kids call her by her porno name. They didn't mention that she was having that she was uh, that she was married to a convicted child molester. Uh, by the way, she married him. She married the child molester after he got out of prison and was on the sex offender registry. Jeez. Like she knew she she married a man who she knew was a child molester, and then she was doing this predatory. She had this predatory behavior herself, right? Um, so was this, so, uh, was this, was her name, uh, Christine Maxwell and, uh, was her, was her boyfriend's name Jeffrey Epstein or something like that? Was yeah, that? Yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, she's a, uh, she, her name, her name is Sarah Jaree. Uh, but they, so they think of this, I mean, it was all this, Hey, this poor teacher, she wasn't making enough to support her family. So she you know, started this OnlyFans to, you know, on the side, private. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the issue, right? One, I have an issue with that too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the issue was that she was having her kids call her by her porn name. Um, so her, her porno name was, uh, was Buttercup. 
and she was having her kids call her Ms. Buttercup. And, and, and on top of that, she was promoting all of this stuff on her, her completely open social media account. Wow. Um, but she was fired. She was fired for doing this. Good. Uh, after, after I uncovered it. And, and, you know, she's gone. But now, you know, I got made into this evil man because, you know, the, the, I, I ruined this, this poor teacher's life with grooming children. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it's the same thing that's going on with the Sound of Freedom movie, right? Like they're attacking Jim Caviezel and uh and the producers, you know, Angel Studios for for putting out this incredible uh, story and and exposé on what's happening in child trafficking and and media Hollywood is is condemning the video and the in the in the 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 expose on child trafficking. You're like, why, why would this be like, why is this the hill you guys want to die on that? That raises a lot of red flags when you're, when you're condemning a video that is exposing child trafficking and you now are calling out the video for being the problem and not the child trafficking. It's like, okay, maybe you guys have a fetish and a problem. You guys are the wicked pushers of this, this, uh, this child predatory action. Like you, like you were saying, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a there's a serious dark evil wickedness in our culture and and if we don't wake up and support people like you Clifton and and be be ourselves truth tellers then this this darkness is going to overtake every community in America and this is this is Michiana if you don't know Indiana if you're listening from another state uh michiana is is kind of the amish mennonite hub of indiana like this this is not like liberal new york city or san francisco where or seattle where guys are walking down the parade route with their their wangs hanging out you know swinging all over the place and everyone celebrates that this is like this is the hub of you would think moral decency in in and it's and this is happening here it's turned, it is definitely turned into, I mean, the, the LGBTQ center, South Den, uh, which was, was the ribbon was cut by, by Mayor Pete, right? He helped start this whole thing. Um, it was, I mean, they, they're hosting drag shows for kids. They had a girl, this was last summer, I believe it was last summer, they had a Girl Scout troop um, attend this drag show for kids, and the Girl Scouts were tipping them in cookies. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. It, it, that's, a, that's a story I also uncovered, right? I mean, this, the you have Columbia City. Columbia City was 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 having um, stuff like this too. This um, indoctrination uh, library. I mean, and that's Columbia City, Whitley County, a, a town of nine thousand people, um, maybe maybe ten thousand now, right? And it's a super conservative county, a super conservative town, and they have these sexualized books uh, in displays for these kids. They're 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 displaying the gender gender excuse me, genderbred man. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the genderbred man, but it's essentially the gen- it's a genderbred man and it's, it's, you know, it's a cartoon to tell kids how they can transition and be a little boy or a little girl. Um, they had that all on display. They had uh, Little Nas X promoting Satanism on display. It, it's, it's insane. Wow. It, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and that's the thing. I was just going to say, what is the left's, uh, passion and fetish for sexualizing children. Like what any normal rational person would be like, okay, like, listen, what you do in your own bedroom as an adult. Okay. Like that's, 
let's that you do you right like that most people are kind of that world they're like listen man if you want to with consenting adults do something super dumb and and egregious like okay that's like do it in your bedroom but the fact that you're coming out and you're pushing in on our children most people like are saying what the heck like why like why are you guys so obsessed with sex and and I think it goes back to the Lord has given them over to a debased mind. Romans one, if you if you know scripture, it, it it says that they they give they bring on themselves sexual immorality, they do all these things, these wicked acts, and then the Lord gives them over to their own debased mind and they get even more perverse. And I do think we're gonna see in the next few years a push to accept pedophilia as one of the LGBTQ uh no, letters. It's already I think started. it's it's starting it's right now. Right. You're right. And there's gonna be a there's going to be a corporate push that we don't, uh, we shouldn't condemn or vilify pedophiles anymore because they're just, they're just love is love, man. You know, they're just practicing how there's being who they were there. They want to be and, and no one should come against that. And if a, if a 14 year old wants to have sex with a 50 year old, Hey man, it's all love. Right. And we're going to see, I'm telling you, we're seeing that and we're going to continue to see that being the norm in our culture. If we don't stand up and say something now. I think I have a, I have a really simple theory. Um, I, you know, and I've, I've told this to several people, um, and I'm sure you've heard this since you were a child. Misery loves company. That's right. I think that, that yep. people are, are, are extremely unhappy. Um, they, they fall for these, these crazy, you know, desires of, of, of whatever. And, and they know what they're doing is wrong, but they can justify it by getting other people to do what they're doing. Yep, I think that's, um, I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head. If they can get kids to start doing these acts, then how can we say what they're doing is wrong? And I think that's I think yeah. you just hit the nail on the head. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, um, please subscribe. Right. Um, so as yeah, thirty cents a day. Uh, you can go to realnewscentralindiana.com. dot com. Is that correct? Yeah, realnewscentralindiana.com and and just uh, just hit that subscribe button. Um, I do want to touch on on one other thing yeah. here. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and I, I I don't think I talked about this when I was you know, giving my my bio. You know, before I before I uh, uh, you know became a journalist, went to school for. Uh, for journalism, you know, I have a journalism degree, um, and I was I was in the military. I spent um, I I was deployed on Operation Iraqi Freedom, um, two thousand five to two thousand seven, uh, where I was a machine gunner. Uh, I got a you know I have several uh, accommodations, uh, including uh, you know a combat action badge. I got a uh, Medal of Valor for fighting off an Al Qaeda in Iraq ambush uh, on March twenty first of two thousand six. Um, I think that's also what scares the left, right? Is that I'm fearless. I, I will, I don't, I don't care what you throw at me. Uh, I've scared down terrorists. And so it's, it's to a point where, where, you know, I think that my calling has just been, I want to, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm going to fight evil. Um, and, and you're not going to stop. I love it, man. And one of the things at, at Life Church, where I pastor, and Nathan's the past, he's the lead pastor at Life Church as well. And he, uh, he, uh, we, we have this saying: it's a, it's Life Church bold. Like we are, we are very bold. We're, we're fearless when it comes to uh, culture. 
uh, trying to scare us into submission, and they hate that. They hate that so much. The left cannot stand what what we're doing at Life Church because we literally, actually, not only not only do we uh, are we fearless, we actually really get excited when they come uh, knocking at our door trying to make us uh, go away because we we almost live for the battle. and And there's a passage of scripture, and I'm actually uh, I I. Uh, I want to touch on it because it's. I'm, I'm actually talking about it this this week um, here on uh, at Life Church. If you're going to be with us on Sunday, it's a passage in in the in the book of Job, and Job is the earliest book that we have recorded in biblical history. So Genesis is the start of the Bible, but Job actually predates Genesis when it comes to the history of the of the context of of Scripture. And and in Job, you have this man who the Lord allows the devil to just kind of kind of come at him full of salt and and the devil um takes his all of his wealth and all of his uh all of his um uh his fa- his kids uh are plagued and die and 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 it's a really sad story when you don't know the backstory and uh but yet yeah, god is behind this god is allowing the devil to do this and job comes before the lord and he says lord like what are you doing here and he starts to kind of get a little ticked off at God for the plight that he's been a righteous man. He stood up for what's true. And yet it seems like nothing is going well for him. And the Lord begins to then to say to Job, Job, you don't know the backstory. You don't know how I'm going to use this for generations to come. And he talks about, he talks about where were you, Job, when I created the earth, the foundations of the earth. And there's a part in that passage when he says to Job, he, he points to the war horse and he says, he says to Job, he says, do you give the horse his might? Do you clothe his neck with a mane? Do you make him leap like the locusts? His majestic snort snorting is terrifying. Uh, his paw, he paws in the valley and exalts uh, in his strength. He goes out to meet the weapons. He laughs at fear and is not dismayed. He does not turn back from the sword. Upon him, upon him rattles the quiver of arrows, the fastening spear, and the javelin. With fierceness and rage, he swallows the ground. He cannot stand still at the sound of the trumpet. With the trumpet sounds, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, the thunder of the captain's and the shouting. And I just love that picture of the war horse where the Lord is saying, Job, I have put in the horse the the spirit of battle. And and I think what God is saying to us, he's saying, he's saying to the church and the people like you, Clifton, people like me and pastors around the country saying, hey, you need to have that same spirit of the war horse, the one that, that doesn't run from the battle, that doesn't cower in fear, but says, aha, here comes the battle. I can't wait for this because I know, I know who has truth. I know where truth is found. It's found in what God says is right and what God says is wrong. And there's nothing that the enemy can do to stop us. And we should go into the battle with that type of mindset. And, and I love it, Clifton. I love what you're doing. Cause you, you just hit it on the head when you said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a former military machine gunner. I, I have stared evil in the in the eyes before. I can do it again, and I'm not afraid. And so I, I just keep doing what you're doing, man. And if you're listening to this, go and support Clifton. Go and support uh, RealNewsCentralIndiana.com. And uh, we need to. All, we all have to have that spirit of the war horse right now more than ever if we want to stand up against the the really perverse wickedness that's trying to take over our culture. I have goosebumps. 
Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, hey, uh, Clifton, again, thank you for what you're doing. And um, and again, Real News Michiana, or Real, Real News Michiana.com if you're up north, Real News Central Indiana.com if you're in the central part of the state. Is there anything for the southern part of the state yet or not yet? I was trying to get that off the ground once again. Uh, I had some, some uh, you know, the, the sources just did not did not pan out. I, I, I need more sources. And so if you're listening to this and you're in southern Indiana and you're a good source um, and, and you can put together a, a group of people to to help me get, uh, you know, get information and get stuff off the ground, I would love to start something and in, uh, in, in to continue moving forward with something in southern Indiana. Um, if not, if you're in the southern part of the state and you want to send something to me, I can, uh, I can get it up in, on the central Indiana website or on the, uh, the northern Indiana website as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be in touch again. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to Clifton. You can reach out to us here on the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. And, uh, and Clifton, thank you for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, have a good have a good rest of your day, buddy. Hey, thanks so much, man. Yep, we'll see you. All right, well, hey, that's that wraps it up for Jesus, Sex, and Politics today. And uh, I mean, I hope you were encouraged by that. I hope you were listening to that, and it was something that really uh, blessed you and encouraged you to uh, be a truth speaker. And and there are good journalists out there. Like that is so encouraging to me to hear from Clifton because we need people who tell the accurate truth, the story as it is, not as they want it to be. And Clifton's one of those guys that's doing it. So, so jump on his website, go, uh, go check him out, support him. And, uh, uh, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it. it. Uh, Nathan, do you have anything to add? No, he does not. He's not here. Gosh, I don't, I'm not even sure. I think he's on vacation, but you know what? I'm sure the next time he'll be here again. So that does it for Jesus, Sex, and Politics today. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go out there and be truth tellers. And don't be afraid. We'll see you next time.